0: On this, Sean the new Sean Hannity show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, Jamie Dupree is the most connected man in Washington D.C. Hey, Sean, you know I am uh, now going to be in Washington on Thursday and Friday uh, this week. I know. Yes, you are. Are you? you and uh, we have confirmed interviews with. Let me go through. I'm going to miss somebody. With Ted Cruz on stage, I believe. Let me. Th- Marco Rubio on stage, Jeb Bush on stage. You can make a lot of news there. Donald Trump and and Scott Walker, I think, on stage. And then we're going to probably have some of the other candidates outside in the Radio Row area, uh, with a crowd, and we'll be doing interviews with them too.
1: Well, certainly a lot of news to be made.
0: It's pretty good, right? Are you going to come and had- hang
1: out? I'm, I don't know if I'll get over to uh, to it. I'll be watching it, yes, but I don't know if I'll get over there. Are you, so you'll be watching it and critiquing me? Oh, no, no, no. No, not at all. Not at all. Why do I not believe you?
0: <laughs> you know, it's it funny be. because I always give you a hard time about you not voting in presidential elections, and you won't even say if you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or anything. Because I'm not any of that. All right. So you really aren't. I'm not any of that. With contempt dripping from his nostrils. Exactly, yes. All right. So um, I am truly and completely an undecided voter. But I do believe the next Republican nominee will be the next president. I am pretty convinced of that. And I hope it to be true. I think the country needs dramatic a dramatic course correction.
1: Well, we certainly don't have too many uh, examples recently. I guess the only one that comes to mind is when uh, 1988, when the first George Bush won after mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan had been in office for two terms. But you know, we've had the sort of... That, two was, 92, that was 92. Uh, uh, was I mean. No, 88 88, 88. 88, right. And, and then, um, you know, we've had two terms Democrat, two terms Republican, so we'll see whether or not uh, the voters decide they want to change again. Yeah. We just had an interesting little thing sort of inside baseball here, but uh, uh, the, the president quickly vetoed the Keystone XL oil pipeline bill today. And before the White House could even announce it, they sent the papers back to the Senate, and the Republicans rushed it onto the floor and actually got to do the announcement themselves, so that bill has been vetoed. It was just sent down this morning. Uh, the uh, They'll have a veto override vote in the Senate in the next week or so, but uh, as we've talked about, it will be short of the number of votes needed. They need 67 to override the president's veto in the Senate and 290 in the House. They will fall short of that in the Senate. Talking to senators today on the Republican side... They said, they uh, obviously, they're disappointed. They feel like this is the wrong move by the president, but it wasn't clear if they're going to try to bring this back and send it to him again later this year. Yeah, I saw that, and this is now, what, the president's
0: third veto? We expect third a series veto. of vetoes following, correct?
1: Well, that's if you can get bills by the Democrats in the Senate, who have shown that they are ready to filibuster, as they're doing right now in this Homeland Security funding bill. They did again last night for the fourth time. Mm-hmm. And now the the developments that we've had there today, Senator McConnell last night released a bill that basically is the exact same language that's in the 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 plan that was approved by the house that would block any money from being used to implement the president's executive actions on immigration what he mcconnell has decided to do is split these two uh, the plan apart so you'd have one bill that just funds the department of homeland security and then force democrats to go on the record on the president's executive actions. I mean, that's part of the whole thing here is the Democrats are trying as hard as they can to avoid that kind of vote. Joe Manchin, I saw and I read, apparently has joined the Republicans on this. Joe Manchin told uh, me and a couple other reporters downstairs, he's a Democratic senator from West Virginia, he said he would, he wants to vote for a bill that just funds the Department of Homeland Security. Not Obama's executive amnesty. But nothing in there about the the executive actions. But then he said he would vote for a bill that blocks the president on the executive actions. But he said he wanted to do that independently of one another. I understand. Now, there is some pushback from some conservative groups that
0: have shown up in my inbox because they're a little upset that the Republicans... I think this is pretty simple. I I think this is a, a basic case. And you're absolutely right. What they want to do now, McConnell's introduced a new bill that could end the standoff and... Days from the shutdown, and I think you're probably right. I think it'll go through the weekend. That's my guess too. Um, but anyway, he offered a standalone bill on the 2014 immigration actions alone. After Democrats now for the fourth time filibustered. Yep. Um, but some conservatives are saying no. If they decide not to bring the bill of funding up for a vote, that's their problem. They closed down the Department of Homeland Security, and then if it gets
1: passed. And it doesn't fund the executive amnesty, then that's the president's business if he vetoes it. Yeah, that's why I think the House Republicans will probably say they don't like this. They'll meet tomorrow morning and we'll hear a little from them. Here's a little quick little soundbite. We caught Senator Ted Cruz just downstairs a little while ago and asked him what he thought about the situation. And this was his uh, non-reply reply. If you call our press office, we'll put out a statement. If you call our press office, we'll put out a statement. And he said that over and over again to chuckles from reporters. And there were a number of Republicans who came out of their meeting just downstairs today, their lunch meeting, and didn't really want to talk about what was happening next. And, you know, I can understand there are some of them who really they want to go to the mat or they don't like this outcome. They feel like that the Democrats have dictated it. But again, it's math, simple math. The Republicans don't have the 60 votes they need to do whatever they want to do in the Senate. And, uh, you know, the, the here's the interesting thing. So how many times have you heard the Democrats say they'll vote for a clean bill, as, as in just the Homeland Security funding? You've heard that a number of times from Senator Reid and others. Now there's actually the specter that later today, Senator McConnell may ask consent to do exactly that, just to bring up that just that bill. And the Democrats may object. Mm -hmm. because they say they want to make sure that Speaker Boehner is signed off on this plan to split it in half. Well you know, the Republicans say this is just evidence that the Democrats are trying to block everything, so look for some more parliamentary wrangling going on there. I fully expect a number of more conservative Republicans from the House to give this idea big thumbs down, and I can understand that. Well, on, it, the it other, cha-
0: on the other hand, Peter King is saying that he's turning against Republicans because he thinks, quote, this could cause another 9-11, which I think well, is
1: ridiculous. I do th- you, Look, you do have some Republicans who feel like this strategy uh, was not the right thing to do. There is, not, there is not a united front from Republicans right now. But uh, still, the bottom line is can Senator McConnell sort of turn this legislative situation in his favor so that he forces some of these Democrats to go actually on the record about the president's executive actions? That's what he's sort of trying to do here. I keep going back to, I think, Republicans have
0: an inordinate fear that it's almost become a phobia that they
1: would be blamed for a government shutdown. And yeah, Senator Sessions of Alabama was just mocking some of his colleagues on the Senate floor a little while ago using sort of a, a falsetto-type t- voice to say, oh, no, we're going to be blamed and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, spe- uh, Senator Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma told me yesterday that he fo- he understands that some people are worried about that, but he still thinks they should go forward. But um, uh, in the end... But you know what th- the problem just- is?
0: And in, in, in Ron Christie wrote a great piece about this today. Far from the dire picture that's being painted by the president, Jay Johnson, of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and if they're all the Democrats out there, 90 percent of the Department of Homeland Security would remain on the job.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like 87 percent, 90 percent that uh, there's there would be about 30,000 people. That's not that a would shutdown. No, exactly. No, it would keep working. The, the difference is, is that just these people who did have to keep working would not be paid at that point in time until later. I was talking with one person who I know who works at the DHS, and this person had to work during the big shutdown of uh, what, like a year and a half ago. And uh, he was telling me that he was hoping that this time he wouldn't have, have to uh, be classified as as essential. But what almost, as you write, almost 90 percent of that department, TSA, Coast Guard and others, Border Patrol, would all have to come to work no matter what. We you have any update on the appeal that they put out
0: uh, yesterday to this uh, Texas federal judge to request a, an emergency stay of his ruling that blocked the president's, you know, unconstitutional
1: executive order on immigration? Uh, Let's see. Let me check the old website here. Nothing new has popped up. What the Justice Department has said is that if they hear nothing from the judge today, that they tomorrow on Wednesday will go to the Fifth Circuit with their request for the emergency stay. I know the uh, I think it was the Texas Attorney General sent a notice to the uh, federal judge saying uh, he felt that was unfair for the government to be dictating deadlines and more. But at this point in time, that's the that's what the Justice Department is saying, that they will go to the Fifth Circuit with the emergency stay. They still have not filed the separate appeal. And You know, it's interesting, Sean, because talking with Uh, Republicans today about the court situation, there were some who said hey, you know what, Um, this is a good thing, what the judge has ruled why not just vote for the Department of Homeland Security funding and let the judge and that legal battle play out and then we'll see where it goes from there but I haven't heard a lot of that. A couple of senators said that but for the most part most people were just sort of saying let's just watch what's going on. So no big update on the immigration legal front at this point in time but certainly I think it's something we've got to watch uh, definitely in the weeks ahead. Has anybody in the administration had to
0: Respond to the 100 Christians taken hostages, hostage, mostly women and children? Haven't heard anything about that today, no. No. What about the from the Wall Street Journal? I think the, we, we had on this program uh, the FCC com- commissioner. Uh, FCC, F- FCC, the net FCC, neutrality stuff? Yeah, Ajit Pai on the program. And, he, you know, the Wall Street Journal had an interesting take on this. From Internet to Obamanet and how that Obama's regulations will make the Internet as slow as it is in Europe warning some of these commissioners, and the Republican FCC commissioners are asking Wheeler to delay the net neutrality vote, and all of this is being done without any transparency. In other words, nobody is even getting an opportunity to read it except for this one guy that came out and spoke even on this program. Nobody knows yeah, about it.
1: I, I do find it amazing that the FCC uh, can bring something up and and have a big vote and not have to release the uh, the whole document before that happens, but uh, I actually i am somewhat surprised that nobody within the FCC has leaked it out, to tell you the truth. Uh, to, to show everybody what's inside of it. Well, but he I guess came
0: on this program, and as a matter of fact, uh, you sent me a nice note before the interview, and you may want to bring up this, this, and this, and one of
1: the questions you had
0: was the issue
1: of uh, the fact that we can't see it. Yep.
0: Yeah. And and I which, asked to him. me,
1: makes no sense if you're going to have a vote on something that, in a, an action document. No. There was a story today I saw that one of the Democrats on the on the commission might be having some second thoughts about part of it but uh, the the bottom line is here in the Congress Republicans in in both house and senate committees have definitely vowed to do an awful lot with it and I would look for a lot more if not just uh hearings oversight maybe some legislation from the Congress as well so we can't get information on
0: Obama's takeover of the internet and the White House the promised transparency won't even cooperate with the IRS probe I mean, the White House told Congress last week they refused to dig into their computers for emails that could shed light on what kinds of private taxpayer information the IRS shares with Obama's top
1: aides. I've always said the legislative branch, no matter who is in charge, needs to consider the executive branch their enemy whether it's their party running the show or not, because what you get uh, pretty much across the board is just foot-dragging and more foot-dragging, no matter the subject. Did you see the Investor's Business Daily piece about the Health and Human Services uh, admitting that it sent a million incorrect tax forms to Obamacare enrollees? Yeah, and, you know, the real problem is a lot of the people who are getting those and might have troubles... You know they 're the people that had to go through the exchanges and more they're the people who are struggling just to pay a lot of the premiums and if they, If they get sort of loused up by the i r s and more they're probably the ones who you know they're they're not the people who are going to be out uh getting the, the high roller kind of accountants to do their work and more and that's to me that's something that i've 've often looked at as we look at uh, what happens with the health law and with people in the exchanges, the ones who get squeezed by this maybe the ones who can, uh, who really don't want to deal with it, A, and B, who can least afford it. Remember we had the the study that showed that the White House paid women, what, about 73
0: or 4 Se- cents? Is it 78 percent? Whatever the figure is. Yes, it's, I thought it was 73 or 4 cents for every dollar a man is paid. Yeah. Washington Free Beacon had a point that Hillary Clinton getting on the road and trying to court women voters, you know, literally paid, when she was a U.S. senator, 72 cents to women— uh, for every dollar that was paid to men, on average, $15,708.38 less per year.
1: You know, it's interesting. The last time that subject came up at the White House briefing, uh, reporters were all over Josh. I think it was Josh Ernest at the time about that. And every time they, they've tried to bring it up recently, reporters have shot back, well, what about your own statistics? I mean, what else are they supposed to say? Because it's well, I just I think it's interesting because at the beginning it was okay. We'll take that story and we'll run with it. The White House is saying X. But as soon as people did some digging, it became a bit different story. Yeah, all of a sudden it changes, right? You've seen that. No wonder why you hate politics. You hate I it. I don't hate politics. Yes, you I do. Just... You despise them. You, you no, don't no, trust them. No, no, I'm amazed that the voters allow themselves to be snowed by both parties repeatedly. That's what I'm amazed by more than anything else. Well, we've been snowed and things aren't
0: working out too good. You know what the latest snow job is coming from the New York Times is that the Obama economy is doing great. I'm thinking, yeah, tell that to the 50 million people in poverty. And Uh, the 50 50 million people on food stamps and the 92 million Americans not in the workforce. Tell them them that,
1: well, the the stock market's doing great. A lot of good that's doing them. The Federal Reserve chief said today she thinks the drop in oil prices will certainly help. But long term, they're not looking to raise interest rates, which tells you they don't think the economy's going to catch on fire immediately. It's interesting when you watch that, isn't it? You
0: know, one day interest rates are going to go up and it's going to, they will have no choice and it's not going to be pretty. And inflation right behind it. All right. Jamie Dupree, most you, connected man in Washington. Uh, all of us have cell phones. You know, every two seconds, somebody accidentally breaks their cell phone. Now, protecting your smartphone is a smart idea. I've broken mine. My kids have broken theirs. And I literally have four or five now phones in the Hannity household. And, you know, everybody has their own ins- their, their own provider. You have AT&T, you have Verizon, you have Sprint. Many of you get your insurance for your phone from your provider. You may be paying as much as 11 bucks a month. You may be paying $199 deductible when you actually break your phone uh, with insurance from your current cell phone provider. If you get your insurance from your provider, you're overpaying. SquareTrade.com has protection plans, half the cost, only 5 bucks a month, much lower deductible. So, in other words, you can cancel your current phone's insurance anytime. Now, don't worry if you're locked into a contract with your provider. You can keep your provider. Cancel the insurance. It's so easy. Square Trade will show you how to do it. And you keep your provider. You keep up your contract obligations. And you can put as much, if you're like me, four or five phones, $1,000 in your pocket. Just go to squaretrade.com. That's the website. One word. Squaretrade.com. It's only 5 bucks a month. Squaretrade.com. Quick break. Right back. Continue.